0: Hey guys, what's up? Welcome to Hashtag Behind Relationship Goals. I'm Fofo.
1: I'm Bones and this is Soba. We begin. Our podcast is brought to you by Maker Lab Electronics. So they have given us the hardware to make our own retro gaming system. Onizi has <laughs> no
0: idea what that is about. But basically, they gave us a Raspberry Pi and all the other parts needed to make our do-it-yourself gaming system. You can literally emulate and make your own Game Boy device or SNES device. You can make it handheld, stick it up to a TV, do whatever you want with it because the Raspberry Pi is a modular product where you can encode or code whatever you want it to do.
1: That is so Cool, and I thought you just had to download these kinds of stuff, but you can actually make your own.
0: You can download the software, but now Maker Lab Electronics is giving us the ability to also create the hardware. That is so cool. And that's super cool. And then later on, we can talk about how maybe we could 3D print the case, design what we want it to look like, put
1: some digital printed keycaps somewhere Mm -hmm. over there.
0: And we'll talk about that a little more later on, but do remember you can go to their website at Maker makerlab-electronics.com or facebook at makerlab electronics they're also on shopee and lazada
1: and with that we move on to the topic of our podcast which is actually kind of tied in to our sponsor for today's episode which is about retro gaming
0: and future gaming actually gaming in general and we realize we've done this topic many times in different but this, forms in different forms but this space is evolving super duper fast and i think this episode is going to pique the interest of a lot of the gamers out there
1: especially us because it's something that fofo and i have really been looking into for the past couple of months and if you've noticed we've had our gamer eye bags do we have it
0: Maybe, maybe. Yeah, we
1: kind of do. But anyways, let's go back to the very beginning of games in general or games that we have played since we were younger.
0: Yeah, so we'll start in the past and move on to future Mm -hmm. gaming a bit later on on this episode of the podcast. But with that, my first console ever was the Game Boy, the original Game Boy that was gray. I said this in another podcast episode. I think that started my love for games. But my first memory, as I mentioned also, was the Super Mario Brothers game on the family of computer course. the one that's red and white yes that also brought a lot of memories but I remember I was too young to play it was only mm-hmm. Mickey my older brother <laughs> and my dad who would play that so on this original Game Boy, Sikat yung the 97 in 1
1: what's that? 100 ah,
0: mga... in 1 yung cartridge feeling ko peke yun no of... I was
1: gonna say it's pretty but like I
0: said I already said we had no idea we had no idea of the concept of original and pirated at that time this was like and I don't think my dad even knew this was like the start of games he would just buy whatever was in the mall for us mm-hmm. for christmas or for our birthday i remember some of the games that i used to play on the game boy one was also super mario okay so this was still the green and black yeah monochrome yeah. kind of game and i remember another one which was felix the cat
1: i never played that one
0: okay so most of the younger people here may not know who in the world <laughs> felix the cat is research it was a cartoon back in the day yeah and super popular, so I really, really like that game. I also played a lot of Mega Man mm. and a lot of... Well, later on, I played Pokemon.
1: Okay, okay. For me, naman, my first ever console was the SNES, which is basically just a rename of the family computer, depending on... No, no, no. No, depending on what, which region you Famicom. lived in. Ah, famicom, sorry. The
0: family computer is different from the famicom.
1: So hindi pala yung family computer katumbas ng SNES, but it's the famicom. But anyways, I got the SNES when I was younger, and the two games that I would constantly play was Galaga, when you're shooting the aliens.
0: Ooh, uh, f- boring game. <laughs> but it was the first one that we had. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm and kidding, then
1: we had Cubert, which was the puzzle and like, I hated
0: that game. I okay, there was sorry, Bones. There was a Cubert. In that 94 and 1 yeah. or 97 and 1? That was one of the games which I never played because really? I could never figure out what you were supposed to do.
1: Hala! Vuvu! <laughs> that was my favorite game!
0: As in, the internet is a repository of information. FAQs, walkthroughs, YouTube runthroughs, Walang ganon but back in the day. Manuals, walkthroughs, guides, any kind of information in any game was never available. So if there was no tutorial in the game, which ninety nine percent of games did not have, yeah. you would have to figure out how to play the game, and then you would have to figure out how to enjoy the game.
1: Exactly, exactly. Wow. So, so I, had, no? I had that before, and it was it was pretty hard. But I, those were the two games that I really enjoyed. And then eventually, as I got older, our dad got us the Game Boy Colors. Nah, hindi na namin yung original. Game Boy because medyo mahal pa siya so we skip the consoles. So we had the Game Boy Color and one of the main games that I really played on that was really Pokemon. I don't think I played any other game on my Game Boy except for Pokemon. Maybe Kirby but Pokemon was definitely a number one for my brother and I growing up. We each had our own versions. I had the yellow and he had the red. So those were the two games that we really played growing up.
0: But Ponezy, just to add to my story, that was super fun because I really Realize now the like discrepancy in the gaming experience. Yeah, you can now, just ask everything anyone. is given to you on a silver platter. There are some games, so all you do is move the person and you're basically watching a movie. It's more of a story than it is a game. Yeah. But back then, we really had no idea. There are some games, you're just looking at the title screen and you're like, how do I start this game?
1: Yeah, sometimes you really had to figure it out because even though they had a tutorial, they let you figure it out on your own.
0: Yeah, and um, I remember a really, really good example which I think a lot of people my age will be able to relate to. On Windows, you have your standard games of Solitaire, Mm. Hearts. In Minesweeper. Minesweeper, I had no idea how to play any of those games. And I would just <laughs> keep on clicking. And then on Minesweeper, when I click on a mine, sometimes I'm like,
1: ah, I clicked on a yeah. mine, yeah. I won
0: or something like that. Yeah, you
1: didn't know whether you won or you lost in that game.
0: Because nobody could explain it to me. My parents weren't gamers, so they just saw me clicking away. And then on Hearts, it was just cool to see all the cards being laid out.
1: Hearts, sweet. I don't know that.
0: The one with the deck, the four decks of cards on either side. It's one of the standard Windows games. Hindi <inaudible> ba
1: spider yun? No, no, no.
0: My hearts. My hearts.
1: hearts. I like the Spider game. That was really fun for me. Going back to walkthroughs, since before, it was so hard to figure out how to actually play the game or like what the Easter eggs were, you either had to have a gamer friend that was super into it or you had to buy. You had to buy the walkthroughs. And
0: the walkthroughs came in the form of a magazine.
1: Magazine. Magazine style. So I remember I...
0: Look it up, Gen Z. <laughs> What is a magazine? You know, so right. it's true. Most of these people might not have seen a magazine. They're
1: like, what's a magazine? I just read articles. But I had to beg my dad when I was younger for my birthday Na bilhan niya ako na isang Pokemon walkthrough because there was like a point that I was just super stuck and I couldn't figure out how do you get Snorlax out of the road? Like what do I do? And
0: just to let you know, there was a magazine brand called Electronic Gaming Monthly and it was I like V. Gaming magazine, hmm. and it was like 450 bucks per magazine. Which 25 years ago, believe me, Sobrang mahal. it was like spending 2500 pesos on a magazine. Now,
1: I didn't realize it was that expensive, it but, was expensive because it was, it was cheap, all
0: imported. It was
1: cheaper if you got a subscription. Like one month, Once one you couldn't year. get
0: subscriptions here, not in the Philippines, because you would have to pay for the shipping to get it here and that would make it even more expensive. It was crazy. Look, I mean, I'm thankful accessi- I'm thankful
1: for my dad because I didn't realize these things as I was younger and I kept asking, him, "Oh, gusto ko sa pagkain
0: Accessibility in the Philippines was difficult back then. Yeah, definitely. And now it's so easy to get goods from all over the world, but back then, oh my god, it was expensive.
1: Kaya pala when I was younger and my dad was living abroad, parang yung subscription ko ng magazines noon, he would really, you know, have it sent to his address in the U.S. Tapos yes. dinadala niya lahat pag uwi niya ng Pilipinas.
0: Ponizi, just to like hit the nail on the head with this point. Why do you think Filipinos have this habit of buying so much chocolate and candy and bringing it home as pasalubong when all of those chocolates and candies are readily available in the supermarkets now? Because it because wasn't 20 available. Years before. Snickers. Right. I would always want to get yung Snickers. bit more than a little bit of a little bit of a little bit of
1: a little bit of a
0: little bit of Crunch. little bit of a yung mga of yung, yeah. yung, ah. eh. yung, yung Kit Kat. Oh my God, yung Kit Kat as yung Kit Kat in a cool box in yung big jumbo box. My dad and my mom would go crazy trying to buy all those chocolates and candies so that we could experience them because they weren't available here in the Philippines.
1: I guess it was the same for video games also because there were probably a lot of video games that weren't available in the Philippines and even if you lived in the Philippines it would only be available in the bigger cities when we were younger. Yeah. So that's why when I was playing my video games in the province they're like like, Where'd you get that? And I'm like, my dad brought it. <laughs> I uh, didn't realize I didn't realize these US, economic things eh? Ibang
0: level, ibang level But anyway anyway, back to the games, back okay, to back the games. To the So games. after the Game Boy and after the SNES I eventually got up to the SNES as well and mm-hmm. the PlayStation and I do remember that I really really loved beat-em-up games which isn't as popular now but from time to time people still come up with these things What's so beat-em-up games? So these beat up games so that everybody can figure it out It's a side-scroller and there are always enemies coming out and then you beat them up with the combos back, back, back and then kick.
1: Really? I, I don't remember playing. Bones,
0: you played these games. This is different there was from, a, like Tekken? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Tekken is a fighting game. Fighting game. This is a beat-em-up game where you have to finish a level.
1: Oh, ML had something like this.
0: In, somewhat, somewhat. So these are the beat-em-up games and I remember I okay. played the X-Men Arcade beat-em-up game. I played Fighting Force, yeah. Double Dragon, Power Rangers. These were on SNES and the PlayStation.
1: Didn't Zelda have something like this also?
0: I don't think Zelda had one. it? <laughs> No, no. So these beat-em-up games were super-duper fun because you could play it cooperatively with my brothers. Okay. I remember this is even a Disney Mickey Mouse beat-em-up game which I really, really enjoyed. So
1: you had a whole team and you had to figure out how to beat the kalaban. You had a team
0: and then you would scroll through the street. I remember location. now. Okay, get skuna. gets skuna. Yeah. it. And then you're like,
1: get the other one there, get the yeah. other one there. Yeah, I didn't hindi ako sa games. Oh, I That's those why, games. why I didn't play any of those. But I remember... We used to really bond over N sixty four games because we Nintendo. If you PlayStation, we were Nintendo, and we used to always bond over games like Mario Party. We would play games like rock band we even had that for the longest amount of time. I remember one of my favorite games that we would interchange was Banjo-Kazooie, super favorite ko yon. Parang open world yung dating niya. And Silicon Valley, where you had to move from one animal to the next and you were a microchip. It was like <laughs> oh, a, that Sounds fun. Super cool. Like you were a microchip and you had to move from one animal to the next.
0: As we got older, I realized that I had an affinity towards games that were more complex and had depth. a natural progression for me was getting into the sim cities and these city building oh, yeah. games which now when i look back is the reason why i love the farming games mm. the idle games yep. games that have something to do with building out your team mm-hmm. so i think that's where my love for those kind of games stemmed from but what about you did you like those kinds of games
1: i loved games like farmville
0: but even before that like why was your love for farmville there
1: I think it started with games like Neopets.
0: There you go.
1: Like definitely trying to like have something that was your own. And then you could really play like multiple games with your Neopet. You could like enter in guilds and really talk to different kinds of people. So I thought that was really interesting for me. And these Neopets had certain rarities that you could get. Like a really cool one that looked like... I don't know, like a robot or a strawberry or something, I don't really remember. But if you had one of those Neopets and you showed it off in the guild, like, wow, you're so cool. As it may ganun siyang level. So, parang, like, I guess, my status symbol na nangyare in these games. And I thought that was really cool because you could grind for it and you could work hard to eventually get these kinds of characters.
0: Okay, so we've talked about the origin stories of the kind of games that we Mm -hmm. like, but nowadays, games have changed immensely. Super. So for you, how do you see the evolution of games and where it is now?
1: Number one is definitely graphics, for sure, because I tried playing some old games that I used to love on the Xbox, and I realized that one, of course, the graphics weren't as nice because of the technology. But two, the storylines were just so slow. I tried playing the old Pokemon Blue and I was like, dang, this is so slow. Like, Can we like pace it up a yeah, bit? Yeah. I tried playing Fable and it was also really, really slow. So definitely things are at a faster pace now. They really cater to you going straight into the gameplay. It's just interesting because you have a variation from companies that super large, let's say SIMS, and you have examples like Stardew Valley where it's just created by one single person.
0: Yeah, basically the gaming ecosystem has grown to become its own universe. Yeah. Its own Metaverse! <laughs> <laughs> because Facebook has now rebranded to Meta. That is a story and episode for another day. I so think.
1: Hindi na siya games on Facebook. Games on Metaverse. Na siya. Yeah,
0: Games on Meta. <laughs> ah, games on Meta. Meta is on the Metaverse. Yeah, We need to discuss that one of these days. So we'll have a separate podcast episode for that. I think that's also a rich topic but yes back to the games games have literally evolved to create their own universe there are yeah. so many different pockets within this ecosystem already you have the pocket of triple A games and I was explaining to Bonizi these are the games that have like 1,000 plus people developing in a studio to put out this one game mm-hmm. with a massive storyline, a massive cast, massive gameplay mechanics, and of yeah. course, the best graphics. These have a certain market. And of course, you need there certain systems and powerful PCs to run these games to the maximum. Yeah. But on the other side, there are also pockets where retro gaming is super alive and kicking. Yeah. To the point that Stardew Valley, as Bonizi mentioned, I think was developed by one or two people.
1: One guy. Concerned ape. That's and it.
0: it's crazy how if you've played Stardew Valley, the depth of the game that he was able to create... The Easter eggs he was able so to so engaging. Of course, it took him forever to create the game, but it just goes to show you how much gaming has evolved. And I think these two pockets... There's so many more different Mm -hmm. pockets in between, and as a gamer, of course, it is a pleasure to be able to experience all of this.
1: I think it's pretty cool because if you look at the evolution of a game, for example, Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing has been there for like ten years already, and if you compare the first versions and even New Leaf, which was just before New Horizons, this one super ibang iba na talaga yung graphics. The gameplay is almost about the same, but nowadays because of online Technology, right? You can update the game online. You can have it right then and there. You don't have to buy any physical copy anymore to get an update. And the game updates as the days go by.
0: That's really interesting. Like the distribution models of games has changed considerably from before. You needed a physical copy of a CD or a cartridge. Nowadays, that rarely is required anymore. You because can get you just everything update it, download it yeah. from the servers. And even your saved games, you don't need memory cards mm-hmm. anymore. You just need your digital profile your digital ID or your email account.
1: Really, no. That would have to wait for like version 2. Now it's like update 2 instead. And
0: for gamers such as us, it was a natural progression because we were always following. Yeah. So we didn't even notice this change. But imagine someone who was playing games. Like let's say some of my brothers yeah. who used to play games 20 years ago and then they want to try out the new game nowadays because maybe their kid wants to mm-hmm. do it. They're going to get so shocked at how games operate, they're not gonna know what to do.
1: Yeah, exactly. You gotta keep up with the games, keep up with the time so that we can teach our kids in the future.
0: Yeah, yeah. And I think gaming is becoming less of a leisure activity and turning mm-hmm. into something else. And this is something we will talk about after this mid episode break.
1: And with that, we want to go back to our sponsor of the podcast which is Maker Lab. So building for us is really a bonding activity. We like yes. to build computers, we like to build our furniture here at home. But, but
0: something that has also piqued our interest is 3D printing. We see all these videos and time-lapses on YouTube and Instagram of yeah? uh, people 3D printing objects straight out of their imagination. Keyboards. Cases. Keycaps. So many other things. <laughs> and this power is something that Maker Lab Electronics has lovingly gifted to hey, us. Thank
1: you, Maker By Lab. means
0: of the CR6-SE, which supposedly is one of the better 3D printers. Mm-hmm. It's very well-reviewed, easy to use, and silent when it prints, which of course is important to us because we're shooting a podcast right now.
1: Yes, and to learn more about Maker Lab, you guys can visit their website, which is MakerLab-Electronics.com.
0: And before we get back to the podcast, i'm super excited to build our game boy emulator and maybe 3d print my old original game boy case and maybe we can turn it into something and and maybe we shoot and record that whole process and turn it into a vlog that'd be cool yeah and now we get back to the episode at hand Bonizi. we were talking about the future of gaming how much it has evolved what has been happening People have been earning from their games. What is happening in this world? Can you
1: imagine, like, just a couple of months ago, or even earlier this year, okay? We were paying the games to pay to win in a game.
0: And FYI, we were paying quite a lot.
1: Yes, I mean it was something that we enjoyed doing because we love the game so much. I mean we do it from time to time. But in a man, pero we invested in the game and hindi na namin kung may ba sa amin.
0: And I I remember in that podcast episode I said I want to pay for this game and I want to pay for my items because it is my way of supporting the, the game, developers right? yes. and the game who created it. Mm-hmm. But now, it seems like these roles are reversing. These people who are making these games want to pay us to play this game. I know. Because they support us and obviously, without the players, the ecosystem There's is lacking. No game, yeah. So, it's crazy how this ecosystem and this model has evolved from us paying to play games to being paid to play games. And I can see this just changing the job landscape of the future
1: actually now that you talk about game landscape let's go back a little bit okay so streaming in the philippines started getting really really big in 2019 mm-hmm. 2020 and you saw a lot of different job opportunities for a lot of people a lot of people were able to become streamers and earn from their streaming gaming content creators and earn from that you even have gaming companies supporting these streamers and handling these streamers and that was also another source of income for so many people and now you have games like you're Saying na play-to-earn that offer another opportunity for people to earn money as well. So, ang dami-daming pweding mangingiye.
0: And I think if we look at this in terms of the economic structure, it does make sense because when you think about game studios and developers, Mm -hmm. they are one entity wherein all the money is going to. Yes. But in this new play-to-earn economy. You have almost all the players. You have the gamers. You have the developers. Mm -hmm. You have the people who like doing certain niche activities within the game. All earning money. So the money is essentially more spread out. It's not just billions of dollars and pesos going into one entity. But it's more of billions of dollars circulating around an economy.
1: Okay, so let's backtrack a little bit. Because in traditional games, it's something that... We have seen before from people that we know or, you know, gamers that are out there. Sometimes, the in-game items are selling in the real world yeah. whether it is allowed or not. It just yeah. happens. There is always natin.
0: an underground economy, especially to games, especially nowadays. There's a
1: marketplace. I... Talaga yan. <laughs> mm.
0: We know about these things.
1: Yes. Yeah. So you can see it and you can't really forget that people sell accounts, they sell in-game items. Items for real life money, di right? ba? So, hindi mo talaga mayiwasa because it's there, the ba?
0: And in this way, in this new play to earn format, it seems like it's just being legitimized.
1: Yes, by the game itself.
0: And being acknowledged. Mm-mm. And it's really, really exciting. I think that this is the year that play to earn has kind of like boomed because you can see it all over the place. Yeah, you, you see games see
1: popping up left and right.
0: In the news, on websites, on social media, mm-hmm. everybody is talking about it. And of course, because we're so close to games and the games news We're super trying to stay updated. Yeah. But the pace of that these things are moving at is just so fast. Yeah. It's quite honestly very overwhelming. And that's why we wanted to talk about it. Because coming from someone who's 33 years old. 31. 31 years old. Although it may seem overwhelming, you don't need to learn everything right away. Mm-hmm. Like, we... I'll admit, we're right now extremely overwhelmed. But we're not pressuring ourselves to learn everything right away. But we want to keep an open mind. And I yeah. think that's the most important part. I actually had a family meeting with all of my siblings. Most of them not gamers. I said, guys, I know you're not gamers. But I need you guys to open up and just get to know this. Yes. Because learn your about kids, it. your nephews and nieces, a lot of them might get into this. A lot of them will be you know exposed to this and this mm-hmm. will be a normal thing just like how the internet is normal to us yeah and I natin maiwan
1: ayo nating maging dinosaur
0: we don't want that generation <laughs> gap to happen because we already saw it happen to let's be honest the boomers or at least you know my titos and titas my parents the mm-hmm. Loros and lolas they yeah, some of them have a really hard time Catching getting up. acclimated to yeah. social media and using smartphones mm-hmm. and i told them we already see it let's learn from these yeah experiences and try to be better during these succeeding moments because the eras are coming so quickly
1: we don't know what's gonna happen in the future so we might as well learn about it read about it whether we agree with it or not because we don't know you know if this is going to become a part of our lifestyle in the future
0: that's true I think Bonisi made a really really good point that we don't know what's going to come out of this Mm -hmm. nobody has judged what is happening yeah nobody has said this is absolutely good Or this is absolutely evil. Yeah. There is no judgment because it's still so early. It's like saying that when the internet was born, like year one, said, that's bad. It's never going to happen. It didn't happen that way the internet was born and people adjusted to it, mm-hmm. people tried it out, and now look what the internet gives us. Yeah, And I think that's a mindset that we should have. Social media has given us the ability to connect to one another. Of course, people always argue that there are bad sides. Mm-hmm. But just like the internet, the internet has so many bad sides.
1: Yeah, and but it also has a lot of good sides. And I think that goes for everything else. Games have a good side and a bad side. Being overly active has a good side and a bad side to it. So I think when you tackle something, you go into it na medyo balance
0: Yeah, be aware of both. I heard of one argument where mm-hmm. they said that it's so scary because what if play to earn really becomes the thing and becomes dominant, which I think it will be. What will happen to the future generations? They're just going to be stuck on their screens. And to a certain extent, that is true. But I think that if you're able to look at that balance, right? and not just focus on one side, the bad side, or not just focus on the good side. I think you, we will, as a society, and as individuals, mm-hmm. we will find that balance naturally. Of course, my mga ups and downs yeah. my good news and bad news. That's all part of the process of evolution.
1: Yeah, definitely. And, and I, progress. I, and because it's so volatile, de ba? Hindi natin alam kung biglang isang araw mawawala na lahat. Tapos you're like, oh my god, what happened to the assets that I bought? Yeah. Right? So you have to really balance your mindset. Na I'm here to learn about it. I'm here to learn about the good and the bad, and then I'll assess where I can place myself into this, you know, whole new
0: thing out there. Yeah, so just to give an example, on one side, you hear news nasa scam yung tao, millions of pesos. That's so sad because hard-earned money, it hurts to lose yeah, that. Yeah, of course. But on the other side, you have these 20-year-olds or even teenagers, you know, being so talented at a certain game that they're able to buy a house for their family.
1: Yeah, I mean, just going back to like the Fortnite winner, he earn millions of dollars in a competition and that's something that people were so shocked by because people spend years trying to earn this amount of money and this kid won it in a game and they're like am I on the right path or something but you know things happen differently for different kinds of people
0: I guess my thoughts on this as we head towards the end of this podcast I think that the pace of Of progress is accelerating, it's gonna go super duper duper quick, and there are gonna be so many new things, job opportunities, and activities, and technology that we're going to face in our lifetime, Bonisi. Of course, when we have kids and a family, it's gonna be crazy, but that is why I would like to stress openness, not just from ourselves, and we need to remind ourselves Mm -hmm. of this, but also everyone else, because this is the world that we live in. We want progress. I think that as a society, we always want to be better and better, and that will naturally create new new tech, new stuff and new opportunities. So openness for me, I think, would be key.
1: Okay, so if yours is openness, for me, it's really do your own research. Because <laughs> I cannot stress enough how scary it is. Because, yeah. you know, I'm I'm gonna be the devil's advocate here and say that it is a scary thing to get into. Play to earn games. Let's be honest. I mean, you could earn a lot of money, but you could also lose a lot of money in it. So definitely do your own research. Only put in money that you can afford to lose, I would say, because you're mag to loan tapos invest kasi isang bagay that you could lose money on. Okay, so...
0: Bonnie, you're talking about another podcast episode that just entered my ah! mind. Maybe <laughs> in the future. How do you invest in the future? Let's be honest, there are possible investments because play to earn is real.
1: Should we have a podcast about future investments?
0: Right? I mean, we already talk about how we invest. Yeah. But of course, in the future there are always new things to invest. Yep. It's possible that we share this or we share our thoughts at the very least.
1: Alright, so with that, do your own research and be open to the future out there, ladies and gentlemen. But before we end the podcast, of course, we want to thank our sponsor, which is Maker Lab.
0: Maker Lab. Electronics is a Pinoy Tech company that wants to give creators the tools and equipment to reach their goals. Just like us, we yeah. want to build a Game Boy emulator to get that nostalgic past in our hands. And they did just that by giving us the Raspberry Pi mm-hmm. and the 3D printer and all the other parts that we need to build it. And of course, you have YouTube to help you out with all those tutorials and (laughs) walkthroughs. If
1: you guys want to learn more about Maker Lab, make sure that you check out their website which is makerlab-electronics.com. You can also check them out on Facebook. That is Maker Lab Electronics. And
0: of course, you can buy their products on Shopee and Lazada. But before we end,
1: please write down your comments on what you think about this whole new gaming ecosystem. What are the pros and the cons in your eyes? Because we love to hear different perspectives from different people. But at least we can think about all these like different opinions
0: and with that we have come to the end this is hashtag behind relationship goals that is bones i am fofo saw by somewhere here bye guys bye See bye